This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. Oh! It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he there ties the game. And the Knicks are back. <laughs> oh man, it is so. Uh, is it good? We're going to talk about it. What's happening, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 336 of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yankees every series, Knicks every game, MMA on the weekends. Um, Yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. It's it's When they do this, when they win three in a row after being so pitiful, it's like it just leaves me in this weird state. I don't know whether to be happy, laugh it off, or... <laughs> just continue being miserable but we will get into that uh if you have not yet be sure to subscribe to the show we are on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts anchor stitcher soundcloud many other listening platforms to listen to bd4 on but you can also watch the podcast if you want to watch the video format of the show find us on youtube bd4 and if you want to follow us on social media, or follow me, rather, follow me on Facebook, RJ Carbone. Follow me on Instagram, Rob J. Carbone. If you want to keep up with my Knicks content, Yankees content, I write for a entity for an entity called Ultimate Sports Networks. Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com. Once you're there, Put into the search bar on that page the Bomber Bocker blog and then subscribe to my blog where I write content about the Yankees and Knicks. And when you subscribe, be sure to use promo code 6A2841ERJC. This way you get a discount $7.99 a month and you get a discount on my merch and you get every single article full. So, that out of the way. Welcome to the show. Again, I am your host, RJ Carbone. As I'm recording, uh, we just finished up watching the Knicks defeat the, um, Jesus Christ, oh, the Mavericks in Dallas, obviously without he who shall not be named anymore, because that guy will actually be facing us four times a year for as long as he's with DC. But um, yeah, the Knicks pick up the win. It is Thursday, March 10th, so it's officially past midnight as I'm recording. So it's technically Thursday the 10th, and that should be the same day you will be listening to or watching this episode, if I can get it out in time. Hope you're enjoying your uh, morning, if you're listening to this in the morning. Hope you're enjoying your day, night, whenever it is you are listening to or watching this show. Now, let's get to our first break. And when we get back from break, we're going to start off with our NYYNYK MMA question of the day. 
We're going to put this at the top of the show now because we also have a new segment of the show. And we're going to get to that new segment of the show a little later. That will be what we wrap up the show with. So we're going to start the episodes. We're going to begin them with our usual trivia, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. When we get back, stay right with us. Be right back. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So we're going to start off once again with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day because we have a new segment that we're going to be adding to BD4. And that segment is going to take its place at the end of the episodes. So we'll now start with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day and we'll finish with our new segment um, going forward. So let's get to it. Let's get to episode 336's NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. So, for episode 336, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is another true or false? True or false? NBA legend Dikembe Mutombo once played for the Knicks. All right, is that true or false? True or false, NBA legend Dikembe Mutombo once played for the Knicks. Now, if you let me know the answer, wherever you can reach me, if you let me know the answer and you get it correct, I will let you know that in the next episode. And in addition, give your social media handle or handles a shout out. 
in front of all one and a half people who listen to this. <laughs> one and a half meaning one person, maybe sometimes two. Um, if you guess but you don't get it correct, I won't give your handle a shout out, but I will let you know the answer in the next episode. All right, so let me know the answer wherever you can reach me, social media, any of the podcast platforms, if they let you comment on them, like YouTube maybe, just let me know and I'll get to you. All right, so one last time, true or false, NBA legend Dikembe Mutombo once played for the Knicks. But let's start up. Let's get right into the episode, guys, because we got a lot to discuss. Alright, so welcome to the show. If you are new here, you can subscribe to BD4 on the many platforms we are on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, YouTube to watch the podcast. Follow me on social media. I'm at Facebook, RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram, Rob J Carbone. If you want to subscribe to the blog that I write, I write a blog for UltimateSportsNetworks.com. Go there, UltimateSportsNetworks.com. Search in their search bar. The Bomber Bocker blog. Subscribe to the Bomber Bocker blog using promo code 6A2841ERJC. And you get a discount uh, on, on, you know, full articles, every article, and you get a discount on the merchandise. We've got merch. All right, let's get into it, guys, because I've wasted en- enough of your time. We're already 10 minutes in. <laughs> so the Knicks picked up a win. They dominate in Dallas for their third consecutive win. They win with a score of 107 to 77. Is that right? Jesus. You know, they they got hot out the gate. Unlike against Sacramento, the Knicks were hot out the gate. 5-0 right away. Then it went to 13-2. You know, Mitch was working the offensive glass very early. R.J. Barrett was getting into the lanes. Both were excelling. Then they each get into foul trouble. They sit down for a bit. Randall not hot yet. He's still chucking. All first half he was chucking. He was missing. He started 0 for 5? He was bad in the first half. ISO. Contested pull up long two point shots. Right? That's the devil. The sin of modern NBA. The Kevin Knox shot. But IQ checks in late first. He gets a couple of points on the board. Taj Gibson checks in when uh, when when Mitch gets into foul trouble and Sims gets into foul trouble. I think Sims even got into foul trouble. Um, RJ checks back in the top of the second quarter. He plays well. The Knicks finish up the first half. 61-34. to The Mavs couldn't hit a damn thing from the outside. I mean, it wasn't until the final minute, maybe, of the second quarter where they finally um, hit their first three-point shot. So they finished the first half one for 21, which is what? I'm doing the math off the top of my head here. Well, one out of five is 5%, so it's about four or five percent, one for 21. One out of five is 20%. What am I talking about? One out of every five is 20%. Yeah, so, but it was... 1 for 21, that's 5%, yeah. That's bad, in case you didn't know. (laughs) So the Knicks dominated that first half. Second half comes, Knicks get off to a very slow start in the third quarter. Again, 
Thibodeau, leaving the first unit in there for way too long. That seems like something that's never going to change, even right now with the kids playing. He leaves the first unit in there way too long. Dallas cuts this lead to 14. They're down by just 14 with like two minutes and change remaining in the third quarter. You have Luka Doncic killing them in 1v1. I mean, he had 31 points on the night. 17 came in the third. He kept getting the switch onto Taj in single coverage, which I don't know what Tibbs was doing. But then he did make an adjustment late in the third. He switches Deuce onto Luka, who was fantastic. And then he had Mitch on him, which Mitch got that block. Um, and at the end of the third, he got that block on Luka. And that, to me, led to a transition bucket, and it kind of changed the momentum of this game. Luka started struggling from there. He wasn't the same. He was doing a lot of ISO offense, which is, it's almost like Harden in, in Houston type ugly. At times, when you watch Luka go 1v1, he does a lot of 1v1. And he is bitching continuously to officials. And you all know I don't like that. We talk about it all the time with Randall. Now, Luka is a superstar, so I understand it. But, dude, you don't get fouled every single time. I And it was freaking hilarious because you had Clyde hammering him throughout the night, making sure we knew that Luka was a crybaby. I mean, that was the term he used about... Ooh, I want to say, I want to say he averaged about six crybabies per quarter came out of Clyde's mouth. <laughs> so the over-under set it at 23 and a half. Yeah, I, I think he hit the over there, too. I mean, he was, he was just... It was hilarious. But that's really where the Knicks put their foot on the pedal, and they went back on their run. They went on another run, went on another run to close out the fourth quarter, and went into the fourth, to close out the third, sorry, and went into the fourth up 18 points. Randall gets hot. He scores 10 more points in the fourth quarter. I think he only missed one shot in the period. He's attacking, finally taking advantage of the Finney-Smith matchup. You know, he didn't really take advantage of that mismatch in the first half. Second half, he does. Abuses him. Using that brute strength and size to get to the rim and finish. Draw contact. And to me, not just the offense. I mean, the Knicks only scored 107 points. So it it was, to me, holding the Mavs to 77 points. Um, The perimeter defense in particular. Really controlled. That perimeter defense really controlled the paces. Uh, the the it controlled the game. I thought that um, Emmanuel quickly, uh, Deuce McBride, those two really anchored the the defense. That's going to be some backcourt once they both figure out their offensive uh, flaws and stuff, and they finally, you know, they they smoothen things out. Obviously, quickly is much further into his developmental process. But, you know, they already have the defense. And that changes so much for the Knicks when both of them are on the floor. Tonight was a great, great example. Deuce gets 22 minutes tonight. Again, didn't score much. He was just one for six from the floor. 
Although it was one shot I did like. It was him playing defense, getting out on the break, and finishing right hand. But his defense was fabulous. He was getting through screens. Active hands. Pressing on the full court again. Just being a leader defensively. Same with Quickly. He had just 9 points tonight. So it wasn't like he's been lately. But he was a plus 21. Because he got to the, he got to the line 6 more times. He had 6 more assists. 6 more rebounds. Averaging 7.5 rebounds of the last 4 nights. Which is something that's going to help him in this team, right? It's huge because when he gets rebounds, he's a guy who can push the pace in transition. And we love that. But he's also playing defense on the on the perimeter. And he also continues to play well with Randall on the floor. IQ and Julius, they have this really good chemistry together. You know, it's something I wish we'd seen even more. Randall's first field goal of tonight, and we talked about IQ and Randall a little bit uh, an episode ago or two. Randall's first field goal of the night came from a quickly driving kick. Randall knocked down the three. Um, he also found Randall off his screen on the elbow and fed him. Randall finished left. Late third quarter, there was that little subtle, very subtle, but you could see the fake dribble handoff with Julius and IQ. They play well together, man. They work well with each other. Again, Julius is a good screener, creates space, creates you know openings in the driving lane. And I even think that a couple of games ago against the Kings, we had a little uh, screening from quickly to free up Randall, if I can remember correctly in that second half. So hopefully it's a lineup we continue to see. We're getting it right now from Tibbs a little more lately. But it's something I like. Randall was great tonight. 26 more points. He's playing well. RJ Barrett. This was a night that you continue, that, that really, sh- it didn't stand out in terms of stats. But it stood out because, because of that reason. Because he continues to show his development. Because we consider tonight a quiet night for RJ. Right? We consider it a quiet night. Tonight he had a casual 18 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 turnover, a plus 21 in the box. Also, he's hitting his free throws now. 29 for 34, last 5 games, 85%. But it's showing you that when it's considered a quiet night, if he's putting up 18, 7, and 4, that used to be an above average night. His rookie year, that was an above average night. Last season, those were his average numbers. This year, that's considered a quiet night especially since he's taken a big uptick in the last two months. You know, as a rookie, sophomore, even at the start of this season, quiet nights for RJ used to be considered 8 points, you know, 30% shooting. Not anymore. Remember that stretch, November, where he took forever to score 20 points? Now he scores 20, it's a, it's a whatever night, 18 points, whatever. It shows how much he's grown. He's confident, he's determined, he's focused. And tonight he realized Randall had the hotter hand, and he let him cook. And you look at all the guys he's been compared to, we talk about this constantly too, Butler, uh, Jalen Brown, um, maybe some other fellows I'm not listening right now. But those guys are... 
they got off to slower starts too in their career. They were also older to begin their careers. RJ's a 21-year-old kid in his third season, and he's about to finish the year if he continues to play well at 20 points per game. So, sometimes it's just about having a little patience. It pays off. Guys like RJ, 19 is a rookie. Guys like Mitch coming straight out of high school pretty much. You gotta, get, you gotta be a little patient with them. Not everybody's gonna be a star right away, you know? But it's good to see RJ playing really well, and it's good to start calling nights like this a quiet night for the kid. That says a lot. And he's going to start to get recognition around the league. A lot of players are already giving him a lot of praise, right? Last two years especially. But other NBA fan bases, the media, will even start giving him some more you know, proper attention if the Knicks start to win. And, you know, if he does what he's doing since January for an entire season next year. So, it's good. And the good thing right now is is that, you know, we are winning as a team. We are finally starting to win some games. Um, and I love that. I love every bit of that, right? It It is a little tricky to me because... Okay, so, so so we're winning with, with the kids. Straight up hunger, competitive spirit. We're winning. Those are the two things. We're winning because of two things. And it's been the two things we've been pressing all season long. One, being play the youth. Two, Randall's got to step his shit up. And right now, we're playing the youth. And Randall is stepping his shit up. So that's why we've been winning. And that's literally what we've been pressing all season. We needed this. And this is what I've been saying all year. This is what all of us have been saying. It's never about tanking. If they can win, three in a row now, and it's the youth that starts contributing, three in a row now, I'm all for it. It's always been about that. It's never been about the draft pick. Never been about Jaden Ivey. Is that his name? Don't even know. See? But here's where it is tricky. Because if the Knicks do find a way into the playing spot, I do not think this philosophy changes. I think the philosophy continues to be that we're trying to win. And we're going to do everything we can to win with the roster of veterans. And like, like, is it harmful for the Knicks is what I'm trying to say. Like, Van Gundy was staying on ESPN the last time they were on there with him. Because they are not a good team. The Knicks aren't a good team. They're 29-38, and 38, even with this three-game streak. They are a number of games under 500. they They're a 12-C team. Okay, so without the playoff rule change, adding in a bunch of other teams, every single Knicks fan would look at this team as exactly what that is. 29-38. and 38. A joke of a team. But instead, with the additional rule change to add in some more teams to have a shot we now see this team as a fringe team. That's kind of you know where it distorts your legitimate vision. That's kind of where reality separates from fantasy. And I just think we need to be a little bit smarter here. I think what you know what happens when everybody does get healthy? Grimes, Obi, D. Rose, etc. The easy thing for us to say is, oh, well, you, you got to just sit Fournier, you sit Burks, right? But this is tips. 
you have to think the only reason that these kids right now, Deuce, IQ, or IQ's been getting minutes all year, but Deuce, Cam when he was healthy, Sims, even though he's not getting much right now, the only reason they're playing is because of the injuries. But I mean, like I said, Sims is still, he's showing leap, he's rebounding excitement, but he's, you know, Tibbs is still rolling with his guy Taj, his vet. You know, Taj has been his guy his entire career. He's coached him. I just worry that it's going to be Groundhog Day all over again once we start to come back down to earth. Like, you're bound to run into a hot stretch when you drop seven games in a row, when you drop 17 of your last 20 games. You are going to hit a stretch. That's There's literally a law about coming back to the mean or something, right? I forget which law it is. You know how they got, like, Murphy's Law, Newton's Law. There's one of, the, one of them, I'm pretty sure, about... You know, running into one every now and then. So it may hurt right now to hear me say this, but realistically speaking, this current roster is not ready yet to win for real. They still need to go down the direction of player development. And to do that, I still believe you need to play the kids. I still believe they should get a new head coach to to lead the team in the future. Point guard, a lot of things. You know? So I don't know that making the playoffs, I just worry that it's going to distort the front office's vision and they go out there in the offseason and don't really make you know, the effort to change too much. Because again, any other season besides, you know, before these new rule changes, we're looking at 29 and 38 as, any, as anybody would look at 29 and 38. Not good. So when you're not good team... You need to make big changes, or at least attempt to. And I just worry if the Knicks make the play-in as a not-good team, people are not going to look at the not-good part. They're just going to look at the playoff spot. That's what concerns me. And I think the legitimate goal should still be to focus on player development when everybody gets healthy. I just don't know if that's going to happen. All right, I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer. To end on a positive, because we're going to be a short one tonight, Mitch played really well tonight. 11 points, 11 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks. And that also seems like it was a quiet night for Mitch, right? Maybe a little bit of that from him lately. Plays well and is becoming more of a norm when he goes for a double-double. He's The dude is an offensive rebounding tank. And I was listening to a show just before I hopped on here. They made an excellent point about how, you know, like we were saying with Emmanuel Quickly and Deuce McBride, anchoring the perimeter defense that helps Mitch on the glass and it helps him in the paint because he doesn't have to rotate up as much as he as he usually has to and he can now just focus on the paint so he's been great he wants to get paid we've talked about that plenty we'll see what happens um yeah, it was a good win. The Mavs were awful. Reggie Bullock was 0 for 8. 0 points in 30 minutes tonight. Thanks, pal. I do miss you. <laughs> a little bit nostalgic, maybe. But I do feel like he did play a big role in that defense. Um, Bertans. That contract, oof. I was one of the guys who really wanted him to. Not gonna lie. So that was it. Luca finished with 31. He's a crybaby. Clyde said it about 24 times tonight. 
that was it, guys. Good win for the Knicks. Um, I'm not sure who they play next. I know they, oh, they play on Friday. I'd have to go check who exactly it is they face. But a good win. And now, let's get to our segment, our new segment of the show to wrap this thing up. Let's get to it. All right. Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where we, my degenerate self, will be reviewing my most likely failed bet of the night. We got to find a, a little, uh, uh, what do you like, a slogan to say after RJ's Parlay. We'll find one. We'll find one. Tonight's Parlay, tonight's big Parlay. We just missed, as you can see. It was a one, two, three, four, five, six pick parlay. And I hit on five out of the six. And I wasn't even close on that seventh. We had, we'll read off the ones I hit first. We have the New York Knicks covering the plus point, uh, plus nine and a half spread. That was the official point spread. So we hit that. We hit. Barrett over 16 and a half alternate points. Again, he had 18. We hit Barrett over three and a half alternate rebounds. We hit Barrett over one and a half alternate assists. And then we hit Randall over seven and a half rebounds. He had exactly eight. What we did not hit was the over. The official over was 216 and a half was the over under. I hit the over. I always hit the over. Never hit the under. But this time it failed. And it failed pretty miserably. So whatever. Uh, hey Siri. What's 107 plus 77? 197 plus yeah. 184. I'm not a good mathematician. Okay. 184. So we missed that by a decent amount. Damn. Uh, and it was a good, good bet if I would have cashed it. It was plus 524 odds. So, shit like that pisses you off. That was a juicy one. Man. That was a big one I could have cashed. It's always that one, but that one pick, isn't it? So you always get at least all of them. You get all. You get almost. You get all but one. You get all but one. So that was this edition's RJ's Parlay. This is our first one of the new segment, RJ's Parlay. Missed it. Failed tonight. We'll check back another night. In the next episode, we'll see if we hit our new parlay then. We'll have one parlay a night. One big one. I have you know, a couple of small ones outside of it. But we'll review the one big parlay a night. So tonight's RJ's parlay did not hit. We got five out of the six. Not good enough. All right. I think that's it. I think we'll wrap this thing up here. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it very much. I am your host, RJ Carbone. This is episode 336 of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to BD4. BD4, where there's... BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. If you have not yet subscribed, do all that. Follow me on social media. You all know that stuff. That's all I've got, guys. Thanks for tuning in. 
And um, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.